But it was um, it was scary, man. I'm glad. I, you know, you 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 hurt for the lives that were lost in coal. Um, you pray for those in Shawnee. Damage that folks everywhere. Suffered. We're uh, we're here to help at Cavens Group today too at four zero five five seven three three zero four eight. Uh, as you can hear, they've they've trained on proper ways to board up. They've worked on proper ways to make sure that your property and your business is protected. Call them at 405-573-3048. Um, I want to hit a few text li- uh, texts on the text line, uh, 405-651-3439. Gunny, yes, we know. It is a holiday for you, Gunny. For some. <laughs> holiday for some. Uh, April 20th, 420. So enjoy your day, Gunny. Enjoy your day. Uh, 22 to 31-year-old Chris Plank would have been right there with you, buddy. Let's see. Just uh, six hours and 22 minutes away from the celebration really kicking off. That's right. <laughs> 420 on 420. <laughs> that's right. That's that's when it's like, oh, man, get in here. we got to blow out the candles. What are you guys doing? Get in. What are you doing? Come on, man. 420. <laughs> Oh, man, where's everybody at? What are you guys doing? I had a a friend of mine named – her name was Laura, and we went to college together, (laughs) and we we ended up working together. She was a a DJ at KMOD, uh, awesome person. Her her grandpa was like a football coach in Missouri. And when I tell you that 420 – on 420 was a national holiday for her, bro, I am not kidding. It – didn't matter if she was at work. It was – to kind of give you a little bit more background on my girl, Laura, she followed around the Grateful Dead for a summer, so you kind of get what I'm selling here. Yeah, it was it was celebration time. Lloyd sends an interesting text to the text line on this, um, on this day – on this day of your daughter's wedding, on this day of a lot of spring football talk, we've, we've sprinkled in a little NBA – what do you think of Lloyd's question? Come on, Plank. Come on, Josh. Plant the seed. Trey Young to the Thunder. I don't know how he would fit in here unless you're moving on from Shea Gilgis Alexander, which I don't think anybody around here would want to move on from Shea Gilgis Alexander. Don't you think? I mean, Shea seems like he needs to run the show. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, do I love the idea of of thinking of Trey Young in an OKC jersey and playing for the Thunder? Absolutely. And I would love to see it happen. But I was talking on Yeah, this is usually this is usually where True Sooner sends his text and like, "Oh, you guys are going to get away talking about Thunder here." No, just People are going to get mad at us, but I want to bring this up real quick. Uh, I got to talk to Andrew Schleck. Are you familiar with Andrew at all? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I, I wasn't. I'd never heard of him. And he covers the OKC Thunder. He's with The Athletic, and uh, he's part of the OKC Dream Team. Now, again, like I said, I'm not necessarily going to be somebody that listens to NBA podcasts until we get, like, breaking news or around the time. So, uh, and Andrew's going to come on with us as we get closer to the draft. And, and we've become besties, Josh, outside of you and I and, 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 and Toby. But 
I asked him on earlier this week, days all running together, is this the summer where we finally see the Thunder use some of that draft, you know, capital. compensation they have? Capital. Thank you. I knew it was a C word. <laughs> yes. I knew it started with a C, and I knew there was a P in it. Compensation. Uh, and I came up with compensation. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm terrible today. Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyway. <laughs> The, the draft capital that they have, is this going to be the summer where they use it and we see them get involved in maybe a bidding for a player or maybe trying to use it to make a trade? You know, they've I think it's four draft picks in 2025. So, I mean, what what are we even doing right now? And literally, Josh, before I could even get it out of my mouth, he's like, nope, not happening. So I'm not saying that I disagree with it because – if I'm out of the business of doubting Jalen Hurts, I'm out of the business of questioning Sam Presti right now. I think he's he's hit all the right buttons in this rebuild. And let's let's be clear, the biggest button has nothing to do with the draft pick that they got for me right now. Like, we'll see. Josh Giddey's been awesome. Great pick. Uh, J-Dub's been incredible. Great pick. But to me, the biggest steal, the biggest move he made is getting Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. Absolutely. I mean, come on. <laughs> Home run. And a dude that, from everything that you read and see and hear, understands this vision. And so far, OKC's, you know, delivered on their promises. So I like the idea, Lloyd. I wish I could say that uh, it's a possibility. Trey seems unhappy in Atlanta. Um, but also Atlanta's paying Trey Young a lot of money, too. Isn't it wild to see how quickly things can turn in the NBA, Josh? Because, I mean, a year ago, two years ago, Trey Young was a guy that everyone wanted. Luka Doncic was a guy that everyone wanted. Now, what? Luka's fat. He's not committed to basketball. Trey's, what are the knocks? He don't want to play defense, ball hog, coach killer, all these things. It's just... It happens quick. It is quick. I think Trey Young's Laker bound, by the way. I think I think Trey Young's going to be the next Laker leader as it pertains to the post LeBron era. That's I think I think Trey Young and Anthony Davis are going to be the future in LA. But I wouldn't complain, Josh, with him being down the street. I just don't think it ends in a in a situation where um what am I trying to say? Where Trey ends up in Oklahoma City. Uh, this is good from the 402. If the Thunder are going to bring back an OU grad, that should be the downtown assassin, Buddy Buckets. Buddy. Buddy in OKC would be pretty nice, Josh. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a little little sniper out there to uh, pair with Shea and company. Can I give you a very controversial take? Please. I'm kind of okay if they just continue to build through the draft another year or two. Yeah, what, one more uh, offseason here yeah. and, and then get aggressive is not the worst idea. But I'm sort of uh, all paths are okay with me now. You, you, you've replenished. You've, you've went and got some young assets out of the draft. You hope that Chet Holmgren is right. – uh, I mean, if, if you've already hit there, which we don't even know if they have, Plank, but if the answer True. to that is yes – then, oh, man, you, you, then you should be getting aggressive right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, um, before we go to a break, 
Uh, let's go ahead and bring this back to OU football because we're going to talk about, you know, what you can take from the spring game. And I went through and found, oh, gosh, I'm still I'm trying to find a couple of other box scores, but I've got everything from 2011 on. Um, a smattering of box scores from 7 and 2 and 2000, so I need some of the old heads to help me out, which I am one of, at 405-651-3439. The top five spring game performances. And, uh, ladies and gents, we will have two players inducted into the Spring Game Hall of Fame coming up next. Uh, but this is from the 580. And I think this is a very good question because it does get us back to football. Would OU consider getting Bear Alexander from Georgia out of the portal? Yes, yes, absolutely yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But from everything that has been surrounding Bear, he's making a trip out to Los Angeles. And I don't know what Parker's saying or what um, what Trav have, have been reporting if Oklahoma is even going to be on his list. But this is the type of guy that just doesn't pop into the portal. Um, this is a dude that had two sacks in the championship game. Now, and, again, you had Jalen Carter in the interior, so you know he's going to get a lot of the shine. But he, this is one of those guys that's supposed to be next up in, in Georgia. And I'll tell you this, um, from listening to Andy Staples' podcast, they have their uh, athletic beat writer for Georgia – and he said, there's not a lot of stuff that surprises me around here. Bear in the portal, Bear Alexander in the portal, surprised everyone. Everyone. So this was unexpected. And according to, who is this, Matt Zinitz of On3, uh, he's expected to visit USC this weekend. And there's really not much known beyond that. So, yeah, I mean, Josh, if... If Bear Alexander, uh, a Trail Texas product, who and and again I'm, I'm in six three three zero five prototypical dude. Let's not forget it went down to George at A and M, in his recruiting. You would have to assume that Lincoln Riley knows enough football to realize they need some help on the defensive side. So I'm sure there's going to be some sort of NIL offering there as well. But heck yeah, man. If, if you can get in on Bear Alexander, I'm all about it. I was going back through the 24-7 timeline of of his recruiting. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like you have to do that, right, whenever you're figuring out where a guy might end up. And it looks like he visited A&M uh, and had actually committed to, to Georgia, decommitted, Visited Miami, visited Alabama, put it down to Georgia and A&M, and then ended up going to Georgia anyway. So he had an official offer from USC. Uh, He had an official offer from OU. That was in May of 2019. But you know what you have to look for, right? You have to look and see if Clemson is in this list. And in 2019, Clemson was not in that list of official offers for Bear Alexander. So I don't know what that means. I, I I will say this. I saw a crystal ball projection, a forecast, whatever. But 
this burner from Texas, I mean, are we going to talk about a, a rarity, Josh Helmer, in the transfer portal? Are we going to get a guy going from Texas to Oklahoma? I mean, this looks – certainly sounds this, like it. This looks pretty promising as far as the projections are concerned for Brendan Thompson. 5'10", 165. 10-3, 100-meter track guy, so he can, uh, he can absolutely zip, no doubt. And, you know, similar to uh, K.J. Daniels, who they just got the commitment from, th- those two guys, slight of frame in terms of the height, not, uh, you know, not a ton of weight on their, their profiles yet, but guess what? Man, they can. They got something other guys don't have, and that's that next gear speed-wise. And when you think about Lebby and everything we saw last season, the amount of jet sweeps and just different little motion items that he likes to mix into the offense, you start thinking about uh, Brennan, Brennan Thompson transferring over from Texas if and when that happens. And there is a crystal ball prediction in that Parker Thune uh, submitted from 24-7 Sports. It's it's easy to see what Oklahoma might see in Brennan Thompson. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Um, it's ten twenty. My gosh, man. I was looking I was looking at Parker's Twitter feed and they have the shots this morning from Shawnee High School. Man, that's just heartbreaking. The roof ripped off. You can see the basketball floor exposed, speakers torn, debris everywhere. I hope everyone is. Um, I hope everyone's safe this morning. That's a that's a terrible, terrible visual. All right, quick break. When we come back on the ref, as we prepare for Saturday, we're committing our whole show tomorrow to a spring game preview. It'll be helped out by the fact that Brent Venables is going to meet with the media tonight. So Coach Venables will meet with the media tonight. So we'll have some of that tomorrow. But every single time we talk about a great spring game performance, Josh. It's usually kind of attached with a, oh, I can't learn anything from the spring, or that guy never did anything. Yeah, well, but. In our, yeah, but I got a couple here for you. I we're gonna we're gonna induct two into our spring football Hall of Fame here today. This oh, is more baby. glorious, more glorious than having a statue in Heisman Park. Okay, you can have a statue in Heisman Park, but two entries into the spring game Hall of Fame coming up next, right here on the ref. All right, it's the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network, with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Okay, your choice, Josh. Do you want to go through? Let's induct two members into the Spring Football Hall of Fame. It's our, you know, it, sometimes everyone always gets mad whenever you talk about um, – when you talk about the spring game and try to make too much of it. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Well, I've got the the top five performances from the spring game coming up in just a bit. So I'll, I'll, I'll dive into that coming up a little bit later on in the show. But as I was going through this practice last night, Josh Helmer, I was thinking there's a couple of names that kept popping up over and over and over kind of in, I guess you could say, the mid-2010s. So we are now ready to induct the first ever member to the Spring Football Hall of Fame. Now, I want to make this very clear. To be eligible for the Spring Football Hall of Fame, 
OU Spring Football Game Hall of Fame, I guess I should say. There is but one rule. You have to have at least two appearances. Okay. Two appearances is the only rule. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Our very first induction into the OU Spring Football Hall of Fame. I give you a man who in three spring games was absolutely unstoppable. He was one of my favorite interviews, but unfortunately in 2016, he had to retire because of concussions. Josh Helmer, please welcome from Calhoun High School, Port Lavaca, Texas, Daniel Brooks as the first member to the Spring Football Hall of Fame. To give you a little bit of perspective on Daniel Brooks and his membership in the Spring Football Hall of Fame, Daniel's career at the University of Oklahoma spanned 25 games where he ran the ball 36 times for uh, for 176 yards and 5 yards per carry. Josh, his spring game numbers, 35 carries, 274 yards. Okay, not bad, but how about that 2015 spring game? 21 carries, 154 yards, 7.3 yards per carry. Wow. Not too shabby, right? Congratulations. The Crimson and Cream official Spring Game Hall of Fame jacket will be coming your way soon. Of course, uh, embroidered with, we think it matters. Right. Right. It's it's not the best example to tell you that you can carry over to the regular season or anything of that nature, but I would imagine this is a monumental moment for Daniel Brooks and his family to know that he has been inducted to the Plank Show, Josh Elmer, Spring Football Hall of Fame. First ever member. First ever. Wow, what an achievement. What an achievement. Um, Which means it's time to announce our second inductee to the Spring Football Hall of Fame. And this young man has had many honors as not just – an Oklahoma Sooner, but as a college football player and in his career in the National Football League, he may have a statue, but nothing, and I mean nothing, means more to Baker Mayfield than his induction today in the Spring Football Hall of Fame. Whoa! (laughs) Now, I just got to tell you right now, I don't know if anyone played in more spring football games than Baker Mayfield did. That's a good uh, (laughs) prereq to getting in. I mean, the thing that blew my mind is everyone always dumps all over. And I'm getting, listen, when I say everyone, myself and everybody always dumps all over what? Oh, can't take anything from the spring game. I vividly remember the 2014 spring game. That was the year when Baker Mayfield, this, by the way, too, not to spoil the next segment, but this was the best performance I've seen in a spring game. It was the year that he couldn't play. Remember back when you used to have to sit out when you transferred? Boy, them were the times. 
But in 2014, Josh, in a spring game that also featured Justice Hansen and Cody Thomas and Trevor Knight, Baker Mayfield went out and went 9-for-9 nine for 125 yards and two touchdowns. That was his very first appearance in a Sooner uniform. He went on in 2015 to go 10 for 15. All right, excuse me, 10 for 13 for 176 yards. And in 20, let's see, so 2014, 20, in 2016, when, by the way, when Kyler made his debut, which was pretty awesome, in 2016, Baker went 13 of 18 for 142 yards and then had his worst spring game performance where he went 10 of 20 for 99 yards. All totaled in his four spring game appearances, Baker Mayfield completed 70% of his passes, threw for 542 yards, and threw for three touchdowns. Not too shabby, huh? Not too shabby. Hall of Fame worthy. You know, it also magnifies for that group, because all of us have a story. I was laughing listening to... Josh McQuistion talk about this. I love, I love whenever Carrie and Eddie and Josh talk about like the good old days of recruiting and the good old days of some of those names from the early two thousands and in late nineties. Whenever yeah, recruiting was such a hard thing to cover, right? You'd have to, you'd be on the phone with coaches. I mean, James could attest to it. You're having to go places. You're having to find directions to small towns in the middle of nowhere, and you didn't have Apple Maps or even MapQuest at the time, and it was always funny to me to hear a name or two that popped up, and you're like, whoa, what? Who, who's that? And you see him play in the spring game, and you think, that dude is awesome. And then what happens? You never hear from him again. It's just it's, it's always the knock on the spring. But I feel like in our first two inductees to the Spring Football Hall of Fame for the University of Oklahoma, Josh, it's two guys that – Fit both sides, right? Hey, don't put too much into what a guy does in the spring. Yeah, look at look at Daniel Brooks, right? Definitely a guy that so much that went into him being a part of the um, the Sooner squad. Right, he worked hard. Got a, he was a scholarship player. He wasn't some walk on, but unfortunately, injuries, uh, depth at running back kind of hurt him a little bit because they had some dudes and never really got that opportunity. So there's your dude that had a big spring, but it didn't necessarily play out that way. Baker was a guy that from the moment, the moment, y'all remember, come on, 2014 when Baker Mayfield stepped on the field and was just, I mean, absolutely throwing lasers. We thought, Hype Scott is guy. Let's go. Can he get eligible now? (laughs) And it's funny because, you know, I think that 2014 team, I mean, obviously very disappointing, right, in the way that things ended up. But I think that was a major problem, not just the quarterback play, but someone stepping up in that room and being the leader. So congratulations. Boy, now I'm trying to justify the 2014 football season, Josh. Let's go. Look at me. (laughs) Hey, listen, it wasn't as bad. You guys are making it out to be all right. You can complain about this camping world, Bull. (laughs) 14 was a disaster. It was a horrible season. <laughs> what? But yeah, it's um 
It was a weird year, right? Blandry had just graduated. Repunt. Repunt. Oh, man. That was. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two years removed from Landry because TK had the uh, 2013 season into the 2014 uh, Alabama performance. So, yeah. I mean, just. It's always one of those what ifs if he could have had immediate eligibility, how different things might have been. All right, so when we come back, we'll get some of yours at 405-651-3439. But, you know, there's examples of not putting too much into what you see from the spring game tomorrow, uh, Saturday, excuse me, and then there's also the, hey, there's guys that can absolutely ball out. We'll dive into uh, it more in depth coming up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, so uh, here's where I need some help. On the text line, 405-651-3439. We are at Caven's Group today in the heart of Norman. You can check out their website, cavensgroup.com. However, you consume information via the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find them at Caven's Group or call 405-573-3048. Flooding issues, um, if there's been any damage, their emergency response crew for property, structural damage, uh, they've got you covered. Board up, board up, boarding up, emergency roof repairs, emergency roof tarping, uh, 24-7, 365, All right, so I I was going through here, and I don't, I don't know if I really have, like, an official top five. But here's where I need some help. I haven't been able to find – she likes the show. I've got a fan. Josh, quick little side note. Jessica just walked in. Uh, there is a cat here today. You, uh, you're popular with the... Uh... I, I am apparently popular with the feline community. And for those that don't know, um, I've spent all my life deathly allergic to cats. No, no, no. It's a story. Don't worry. Like Jessica walks in like, oh, no. Deathly allergic to cats. Well, I have one now. And... And it's not, it hasn't been an issue. I haven't sneezed. I haven't had my my fit. And so uh, I think it's Kathy that it, she she brought her cat in today. And the dude is literally sitting here and listening to the whole show. Ain't that right, man? Every so often they'll go looking for it. It, it is it is a he, right? Okay. Every so often they'll go looking for him. And then he's just sitting right here taking the show in. That's awesome. And you know what? I'm actually. What's his name? Picture. What's the cat's name? Watson? I, I'm so old. I think they said Watson. Watson? They might have said Blessing. Watson, okay. My cat's name's Dave, so, I mean, what do you do? that's the greatest name for a cat, is it not? But look, yeah, we got a fan today. I got to tweet out a picture. Isn't it weird how I can do a 180 on things I used to despise? Bob Costas, cats. <laughs> It's kind of wild, isn't it? All right, anyway. Spring game. <laughs> Spring game. <laughs> now, if you go back, no, I'm not even kidding. If you were to go back over the history of times whenever I would have to drive down for the spring game whenever I was in Tulsa, it would be, oh, I'm trying on the spring game. And, again, I think Pop can attest to this, too, because we were very big, back in the day, anti-spring game people. So you don't learn anything. People only get hurt, blah, blah, blah. Plus, you know, 
far be it from Clear Channel to even reimburse gas or the tolls. So that was always a problem. I wrote a check one time for the toll, no lie. And I didn't even know if there was going to be enough money in there to fill uh, to, to cover the check. But I digress. Uh, digress. So I used to really push up against the spring game. I couldn't care less, right? Now here I am fast forward 2023 and what – you know, we've seen in the spring game and what Brent Venables has built around this spring game. Now I'm like, why am I not here? Like, why am I? Why? I'm like, hey, I'm in softball. I think I'm going to be okay. But it's literally it's something I don't want to miss. I hate missing it. I think everyone does. If you have work or if you have kids' events, I don't. I, I think baseball being in Austin, I think softball being in Waco, we'd love to be there in order to take part in it. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right, Josh. Bob Costas cats in the spring game 180s happens um as long as this thing doesn't try to come sit on my lap or anything we'll be good but here's here's where i need your help true sooner throws a name like brandon daniels into the mix the 405 throws in the name after getting trey mcguire in there listen you gotta have more than one good performance to be in the spring game hall of fame uh, he throws Patrick Fletcher in there. I I personally, Josh Elmer, I can't find numbers from those games anywhere. I've dug like crazy, man. I went to the ends of the Internet. I was watching highlights of the 2002 spring game, trying to figure out who looked good. You, It's shocking maybe to some. And even with the incredible statistical gurus that we have and the SoonerStats.com and Mike Brooks and, and Stats Dennis, Dennis Stats Kelly, it's hard to find a lot of spring game box scores or spring game recaps or spring game highlights prior to about 2010. Now, from, from 2010, 2011 on, you can find a little bit of everything. So when you throw names out there for the Spring Hall of Fame, and you throw names like Brandon Daniels and Patrick Fletcher, Josh, all I can really do is step back and say, I'm just going to take your word on it. We we must have visual and more than just one person evidence for them to be considered for this incredible honor. And I don't remember, I don't remember Brandon Daniels having a great hall of, uh, spring game. Here's a good one from the 918, Dalton Rodriguez is a spring game Hall of Famer. Dalton Rodriguez. You want to talk about a name from the past. That was a guy that... There's two Tulsa-based defensive line slash linebacker recruits that I thought were going to be absolute rock stars. And they, they had okay career. It just never really panned out. One of them, Dalton Rodriguez. The other, Brian Pickrell. I think Brian went to Texas. Don't know what happened to him. Really good. I still fight Mark Waddell to this day. Could have played receiver if he wanted to, Waddell. But Dalton Rodriguez, I, I, again, that's just going back to 16. I have the stats from the 2016 spring game. Maybe that's Dalton just wanting to, to have us talk about him. Do you think that's possible? It could be. And if so, mission accomplished. Well done. Well done. Let's see here. So that would be the twenty, either the 2016 or the 2017 game. I don't see him in the – oh, yeah, there he is. Oh, he had two sacks. Okay. Listen, we might have to reevaluate this, Josh Helmer. I might have to look to uh, 
I, I think I might have to look a little bit deeper. Uh, Noah Allen brings up a good point. Since there's no stats to back it up, I think I threw for 360 and for four touchdowns in one of my spring game performances. That sounds right, yeah. You know, Noah, what's funny, what's funny, Noah, is I found Drew Allen's numbers from 2011. And I was – because 2011, that was the breakout game for uh, for Dom Whaley. I'll, funny story about the 2011 – dude, I am totally turning into my, my father-in-law, aren't I? Let me tell you a story about this, Josh. You mentioned 2011. I got a story about the 2011 spring game for you. But I'll never forget – I'll never forget how much we questioned the running back depth chart. Kale Gundy – would probably attest to it as well. Not not that, I mean, he was the running backs coach, so he knew. Everyone just was so sure that there was no way, Josh Helmer, no way that this Dominique Whaley guy was going to end up being the starting running back. Why? Because Dom Whaley was a walk-on. No way, man. Not possible, not happening. This is Saroy Finch's team. This is Roy Finch's team. That's a guy that needs more of an opportunity. And I'll never forget just in kind of getting to know Kale and doing the coaches' shows, and I've learned so much about, hey, it might look good running the football. There's so much more that goes into it, right? you got to run block. you got to understand these responsibilities. got well, Did I say run block? I'm sorry. you got to be able to pass block, pass protect. And I'll never forget thinking to myself, oh, come on. Come on. It's going to be Roy Finch. It's going to be at that time before the caffeinated squirrel nickname was brought to it. And I'll, I'll never forget Kenny Mossman after the spring game walked up to me and said, told you, told you. And sure enough, he was, he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. I think the 2011 spring game was also my first spring game. I think it was when I, I think it was whenever Toby and I did sidelines together and then, Thankfully, got to end up doing, you know, some a, a few games together over the last decade. But, yeah, 2011, Dom Whaley, man. And from that point forward, he was pretty incredible. I still say if he doesn't have that terrible injury against Kansas State, then I think we're having a much different conversation about his career trajectory. That was still to this to this day, to this day, one of the more grotesque injuries I've seen anyone suffer. And then to see him try to get on the plane, Josh, after the game, oh man, it was just heartbreaking. So yeah, yeah, Dom Whaley, 2011 spring game. I'll have to dig. No, I got to find some numbers from back in the day. But in that 2011 spring game, Drew Allen was apparently the man. All right, quick break. When we come back, more of your texts. Good stuff rolling in, 405-651-3439. Yes, Burbank Sooner, we'll get to that. Yes, Gunny, you're very much in this Hall of Fame, but we'll explain why next right here on The Ref. All the leaves are brown, and the sky is gray. We're at Cabin's Group on a Thursday. It's gorgeous outside. After the storms last night, you might need uh, your roof checked out. Chris is here to help you at 573-3048. You might have sustained, sustained, speaking is so hard for me today, sustained some damage. They've got you covered. 
3048. I realized what it is, Josh. Do you know what I haven't had yet this morning? And I guess I'm going to survive. I haven't had a cup of coffee today. Woo! How about that? Yeah, I, uh... It's big news, man. I needed a cup of coffee. I was, like, out of sorts <laughs> until I got uh, my first cup of coffee today. They, I found an ultraviolet monster energy that I guess I must have snagged when I went over to SSP. Yeah? Um, not bad. Not bad. Not the same as a cup of coffee. And uh, thought, quick hot take on energy drinks before I hit a couple of texts. I don't feel like energy drinks are sipping drinks. I don't feel like it's something that you crack and you drink on it for like two hours. Am I wrong? I mean, it's not like a I will old cr- fashioned. No, I will crush an energy drink. Okay. That carbonation and stuff too. You got to drink it quick. Sure. You got to drink it quick or it gets gross. Uh, anyway, we got our top five stories of the day coming up here in just a bit. Cavens.com. I like this from the 405. Joe B and OKC. Plank, I have a memory of the old varsity alumni game. 74-75, Steve Owens had not officially retired, and unless I'm mistaken, Steve Owens, Billy Sims, and Greg Pruitt all lined up in the same backfield for the alumni team. What a powerhouse. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say that that would be fair. Powerhouse. We have the picture in our hall, right, of Steve Owens and Billy Sims in uniform. Here's a question. When did the spring game really become a thing? Like mid-90s, 95, 96? Or is, was it even earlier than that? Because most of the time when we hear about the spring games, it's all the varsity alumni memories. Uh, Burbank Pirate. Didn't Tommy Grady blow up in his spring game? Well, not to the degree of Noah Allen, who, as we mentioned, had a 300-yard passing game in the spring game. But the one stat I found on Tommy Grady was from the 2005 spring game where, along with Paul Thompson and Red Bomar, Tommy Grady went 5 of 15 for 33 yards. But like I said, I couldn't find anything outside of Noah's 300-yard performance around that same time. All right, quick break. When we come back on the Plank Show, it's time for the top five stories of the day.